Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always cheering. Oh, yeah. Presented by the Barstool News Network. Whoa, can't talk. It is Monday, August 17th, 2020. And uh, boys, thank you for... uh, I was off on Florida Man Friday. Excellent show. Excellent show. Oh, stop Um, it. Stop it. Stop. Stop. I was was laughing the whole time. Glad glad you kept the Elon Musk bashing for while I was away. So that was was nice. (laughs) Added bonus for me. But uh, how was the weekend for everybody else? I'm in I'm in the hurt locker right now. Well, huh? um oh. I uh it's Why's Sunday night right Sunday night right now and I'm still not feeling good from Saturday night. I mm. um treated Saturday night like it was like my bachelor party, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Um I've been pretty good during COVID, but I turned it up to 11 on on Saturday. I um ended up doing a dance party in my hallway trying to memorize Eric Clapton songs on Spotify with my new headphones and my one cat. Oh, when and he gets was, into the Clapton, that's when you know Mark's really. Me and the cat. Uh, just re- replaying a bunch of Clapton songs. I'm, I was doing stage moves, <laughs> uh, pointing pointing uh, the microphone to my cat. I was drinking warm vodka with a splash of juice out of a Solo cup until the handle was gone. Oh, um, that's a night. Uh, yeah, you, you tore it down. And I stayed up till 6 a.m. Uh, blasting Spotify uh, and dancing with my cat. So Whoa. I'm in a world of pain. 6 a.m. That's a that's a big one. Yeah, that's yeah, when I was that going was to a bed mistake. too. <laughs> now you know what it's like. But I was. Did the cat stay yeah. awake the whole time? The cat, the one cat, absolutely loves when I exercise and dance party. He's he's my partner in crime. Well, it was Catterday. I see. Yeah, um, he was up. He he would have gone longer than me, um, but at some <laughs> some point it ended. Well, you know, you got to blow off steam up. every once in a while. Oh, you threw, threw up, up well. at two p.m. on Sunday. I don't, you guys know I don't throw up much. Um, yeah, threw yeah. threw up. That's how bad it was. The old today, vo- today. the old straight vodka will do that to you. I bought a couple mm-hmm. of mitts, so I've been playing catch in my backyard. It's fantastic. Are, did yeah. you are, are you and the roommate playing catch? Oh yeah, Ian and I are getting out there throwing throwing the throwing the ball around. Do, who's using yeah. the left-handed glove? I returned the left-handed glove, and I exchanged it one. for a right-handed glove. Uh, oh, that's good. Big oversight on the talk, part. Do you guys talk about, like, super serious shit when you're throwing the ball? You know, yeah. Honestly, it's just a great vehicle to just have a good chat with a buddy. Uh, well, right. whipping the ball around the backyard. It is nice. It is. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to come over and do that with you this week. Come on over, baby. Anytime. The, the, the field is always open. Nice. nice. I've got some weekend shit to talk about, too. But you need to sign up for Sirius XM Radio to hear that because uh, we, we can't do all of our weekend banter here. 
We got radio zo- coming up. After if you this. zoom in on my face, you can see the pixelation from where I threw up. I've got purple sp- blood spots. Let's move on. Face. Let's move. YouTube.com slash Art Factor News to see that. Beef, yeah. your internet's working before we move on. <laughs> and <laughs> pretty nice. <laughs> we can finally see you in full speed. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the last five weeks, the beef. Yeah, yeah. baby. Thanks, Spectrum. And I've got the top story today. I'm pretty sure everybody listening can guess what the topic is. But before we head off into that, what's up with the COVID lockdown until December 15th in Austin? <laughs> News uh, to me. <laughs> what? Austin, Portland, Texas had quite a quite a weekend. They defunded the police by a third of their budget, um, slicing over $100 million out of the budget. And uh, they, they uh, issued a December 15th, like, work from home, like, you know, wear masks. Yeah, I saw the mayor saying that on Zoom. Is that for Uh real? Like, he's actually doing work for what? Masks until December 15th. Well, I get masks, but he's saying stay home until December 15th. I think it was a work from home. I don't know if it was stay home, but it was like a work from home order or something like that. They had a a busy weekend. They had a busy weekend, the Austin City Council. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, to other people who are having uh, busy weekends, the federal government, and we got the top story today is going to be about the post office. Surprise, surprise. I'm sure you didn't guess that one uh, with all the shit happening over the weekend. And then after that, Mark Patton West on a lightning round of other headlines. So, boys, post office. Um, mm. if, if you've been following the news over the weekend, you definitely knew this was going to be the top story, the USPS. Over the last few days, you've probably seen a lot about the USPS trucks Drop boxes being sucked right off the street by the secret police. Sorting machines replaced with donkeys. Whatever else, you know, uh, is is rumored to be happening inside the USPS. Obama, Taylor Swift, Jamie Lee Curtis, and many more uh, weighing in, Bernie Sanders, etc., about saving the USPS from President Donald Trump, uh, who says he does not like bailing them out, doesn't like funding the USPS at all because they lose so much money, but is willing to fund the USPS surge uh, for November uh, ballots, mail-in ballots, if and only if stimulus money is given to citizens without additional bailout money included in the stimulus bill. So it's gone. It's a total negotiation. And and we're here sifting through the bullshit once again. It's going to be a long, complicated story. Isn't the USPS just boned anyway because they like someone who was in charge of the USPS put in a provision where they had to like guarantee uh, pension benefits for a certain period of time, which essentially made it impossible for them to be profitable. Probably. I, I don't know all the ins and outs. All I, all I do know is that they've posted multiple billion dollar losses per year, pretty much for the last two decades straight. I think it, so, part, part of that is they're they're in an impossible situation. Uh, I, I, yeah. I agree. Obviously, I mean, you're posting multiple, you know, multiple billions losses every single year. You're obviously something's up with your budget, right? It's um, that damn Amazon, those darn FedExers, and a lot, and a lot of it is to do with that. So let's get into those exact details. Wait, First, what up, did what did Jamie Lee Curtis have to say about this? Oh, that's, she posted a she posted a picture of a mail truck like on a that was clearly just being like like taken for service or something. Like it had broken down somewhere, and they were just taking it to service somewhere. But she posted a picture on Twitter saying that that it was evidence of uh, Trump deleting the USPS, just a mail <laughs> truck like on a. On a box truck, basically. Forgot about her. Um, yeah, it was it was a silly post. Anyways, up. Uh, so getting into the details, the nitty gritty of this. First up is the details of Postmaster General Louis DeJoy. He took over uh, the post office on June 16th, 2020. 
And he is a Trump fundraiser, mega fundraiser, and a supply chain logistics CEO by (coughs) trade. So he's very partisan, but his background is in supply chain management, technically a good fit for being postmaster general, you could say. Uh, Still, he's the only postmaster general in U.S. history with no prior USPS experience to take over uh, the USPS. So uh, the DeJoy operational pivot, uh, which he's doing inside the Postal Service, includes cleaning house of high-level employees. I mean, a bunch of of longtime USPS people are gone or or reassigned to not, you know, leadership roles. Um, Eliminating overtime for hundreds of thousands of, of USPS employees and mandating that late arriving mail is left behind by carriers to be delivered the next day. Uh, so basically, like as far as Jeez. I can, yeah, he's got a, he's got an ironic last name, DeJoy. Doesn't DeJoy. sound like it. He's uh, he's reducing costs. Yeah, look, the asshole. Um, reducing costs you, considerably. Yeah, you don't take people's overtime away from, especially them, if they're DeJoy. government workers. Yeah, that's not what you do. Um, People yeah. don't like that. Yeah, you, you, maybe maybe if you're like a startup where they're like, "Hey, bro, no overtime for you, but you get some equity." There, yeah, you can't get any he's equity in the post mail, office. He's saying, "Sorry, mail, you're going to be a little bit later. I'm not paying everybody to work uh, right. ten hour shifts." Hey, DeJoy, I don't know if you've heard of the census or this whole mail in voting for presidency thing, but we're going to need some overtime shifts, pal. Yeah, it seems like that, or probably more employees, whatever. Uh, whatever, yeah. however, they're going to deal with it. Um, but it seems like Trump wants to de- wants the joy to run the USPS like an actual business instead of a government agency uh, trying to raise revenue by charging Amazon more for their services. Mark, like you were saying earlier, the rise of Amazon, UPS, FedEx, that's what's ruined the USPS, a lot of it. And the fact that those companies take advantage of USPS services and not get charged a fair a fair clip. So Trump oh, wants yeah. USPS charging more to those um, and he wants them to reduce costs. And so that seems like what these moves uh, DeJoy is doing mostly uh, is, is aimed at. And this is nothing new. Like we talked about, Pat, they've been posting multiple billion dollar losses for almost two decades now, a year. Um, there was, you know, the blue boxes being removed. It's not new. They've been removing those blue boxes for years because they've been trying to reduce the number of routes. I personally um, love a blue box. There's some like when I'm in my neighborhood and I spot a blue box, it's sweet. Yeah. Especially as a guy that ships a lot of stuff, you see that blue box, you say, oh, a mental note. That's where I'll drop my packages off. I got sad, one right across the street. Sad to see him go. Yeah. I know that one. Got one in my neighborhood. Mark. It looks cool. The but one, I'll, I'll the, have a post office box at the house. So. Several Hard Factor Hive members have received stickers from that blue box across the street from my house. Nice. Uh, yeah. So uh, what this is all adding up to, though, uh, with the USPS being down and trying to reduce costs, and, and not uh, sucking up new money uh, that the government's not providing right now is basically last Friday, the USPS sent out notices to 46 states that their election results may be delayed as a result of going mail-in only given the current resources the USPS has. So what's the problem with that? What I does mean, that I'm, mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Right. So the, so, so the actual problem, what's actually being held up here is $25 billion dollars That's the amount of money House Democrats included for the USPS in their coronavirus bill that has been Mm -hmm. held up in Congress since May. You know, the the dueling bills, what have you, between Pelosi and McConnell, along with an additional three point six billion in election security funding to go along with that twenty five billion to support the USPS during the the surge of mail outs for ballots. 
Um, and so that's the same stimulus bill that's been caught up and is supposed to give uh, individuals their checks. Um, mm. Been caught up for three months and we're not getting our checks. 160 million people. Yeah. So it seems to me that like, let me understand if I'm, I'm vibing with you here, Will. The post office mm-hmm. is boned, right? Uh, they have no funding, the, basically. And that's why, you know, DeJoy's operating on a shoestring budget trying to get them. Right. New leadership are trying to come in and, and make it a profitable business. But then the sh- there's shade in this, too, because Trump has been sowing doubt about election results it's, via mail. It's timing, it's right? Yeah, timing. exactly. And he's openly against the mail-in voting. So it's it's timing right. and, and, and perception, right? And so it's like mm-hmm. it's this perfect storm and it's election season. And it's going to be more, more even drummed up than it would be normally. But what would this twenty-five billion or whatever the amount you said that's in the in the stimulus package do? Give more, more employees. More, I guess more employees. Put, yeah. the, blue, do, put do, the blue boxes back. Out. Right. Put the boxes taking away. Like, no, 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 not no. Blue boxes have nothing to Crap. do with this. I, I think. Uh, yeah. it's, I think it's. I think the blue box thing is like a, a yeah, a fine, red smoke mirrors or whatever. But yeah, um, but like. But we we wouldn't have delays in the forty six states with this. I guess you'd, billion, you'd be or? able to maybe offer that overtime that's been removed, or maybe yeah, okay. you'd be able to bring in like temporary shift workers to help with the you know millions and millions of extra ballots, whatever. Um, and and Mark, we'll get into the, what they're doing next right now. So according mm-hmm. to Politico, cr- congressional Democrats may be coming back early to vote on something USPS related. And, you know, in this coming week, nice of them They come back early. Good for them. Yeah, that's from their break. Of course, their scheduled break. But but that's not intended (laughs) to provide additional funding to the Postal Service. Instead, they just want to block reorganization moves planned by DeJoy within the USPS. That's how they say they're going to save it, even if they don't fund it. Um, You know, the last few organizational moves has resulted in uh, slower mail deliveries as he tries to streamline operations. But is no money and just saying you can't fire a couple people going to change anything? I don't think so. The House Dems will also be holding a USPS hearing uh, starting the first day of the RNC the following week uh, to shine a light on the downgrades occurring within the USPS under DeJoy. But again, I wonder what the point of that is if, if there's no plan to compromise and provide funding to get through the elections. Um, it doesn't sound good. No, um, <laughs> it doesn't sound good. This doesn't sound good. Like I've been on the record as saying, I think that the mail-in voting is, um, you know, not as good uh, because there's just <laughs> an extra dimension of integration um, that causes human error. And hmm. might, and this is obviously, you know, like delay, delay, right? Um, but if that's what we have to do, uh, it would be nice if we could do it to the best of our abilities. Um, yeah, and it doesn't sure. sound like that's happening. No, we could sow some doubt. We could sow some doubt potentially, which is what it, it seems to be happening. Well, Trump is sowing doubt, and how about uh, you sow some dollars and uh, right. get more routes, that, and more the, that's the employees, issue. and more you know exactly. So what you have right now is you guys just painted the picture. Democrats say it's voter suppression. Republicans say it's a function of an unwillingness to compromise from the Dems, and everybody has half a point, but they're unwilling to budge on their position. Right. And that's just the USA, especially during election season. IMO. So uh, we'll see how it shakes out. Um, You know, it it just seems like I know that everybody's upset about it. And it just seems like something to me that both parties want to talk about and they want to make a big deal about because they both have half a point and they both aren't going to move on it. So it's just something to get people real jazzed up. 
it does sound to me like if they hurry up and fucking meet in the middle and for figure out how to get that damn stimulus package right. done, that'll solve, oh, that solve would a be lot beautiful. of problems. You could get Everyone's 1200 get check. check. You get and then ballots. potentially the funding you... for the USPS. How about we get fucking Congress to but sign that? Goddamn... That's what we thought would happen with police bill. Nothing yeah. happens. This is what we thought. You know, it seems like recently when they get to an impasse, they're just agreeing to disagree. Um, we have a couple of Congress people that are going to do our show soon. I'm going to have a uh, yep. few questions about the stimulus package. Like, Lots why are of you, interviews coming. Why up. are you doing this interview? <laughs> why, aren't you, why aren't you in a room figuring out how to get this thing signed? No yeah. kidding. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's just it, we're as mystified as everybody else for why, you know, meaningful shit never comes out. It seems like mm-hmm. when when the people need it. And after that mental pretzel. I just put myself in with the mail story. I need to chill a little bit. Yeah. And what do we what do we have here but an incredible packet of caliper CBD? Mm. And so oh my uh, God. let me just show you. Let me display <laughs> youtube.com slash hard factor news uh, if you're not already subscribed. And let me just show you how easy caliper CBD is, guys. You just open your favorite drink up, right? Just boom, crack your delicious drink. And you have one packet. Just, just right one there. Size just like fits that. Huh? All packet. You just ooh so easily tears oh, wow. off. I mean, <laughs> absolutely effortless to tear what that. An easy, yeah. What an easy tear. Can you believe Jesus. that? I mean, some yeah, of he these made, tactics, he made that look easy. You've been it practicing was so that easy. One. <laughs> then look at this. Watch this. Watch this. Oh, this my stuff gosh. goes in here. Odorless. I mean, it's Watch gone. Your, look at this. Not, not even it's stir dissolved it really in the yep. drink before it even hits the bottom of the bottle. You know what I do? Like, I just put the cap back on, <laughs> give it one little one little swirl for go. good measure. Wow, not even much I'm chilling. You were going to have a relaxing second half of the show. Oh, it's totally So relaxed. So relaxed. (laughs) It's just incredible. You've never had a more relaxing drink than one that's been filled with caliper CBD powder. Uh, And what's great about CBD is that it helps you feel better without making drastic changes in your routine. Uh, You know, I can get my chill on here on air anytime I want to. A little later, I might even, you know, take a couple rips off the vape pen Accompany it with the award-winning CBD, one of my favorite combinations. Uh, just mm. the best. Also, follow Caliper CBD on Instagram. Their page is incredible. They post delicious CBD recipes. Like, they had uh, CBD uh, Reese's Cups that you make at home. Incredible. Looked, looked fantastic. Unlike CBD oils, Caliper CBD powder is completely tasteless. Mixes easily in any food or drink. You just saw it dissolve in seconds. No weird taste, no oily residue or mouthfeel. Precisely 20 milligrams of CBD in each packet. You never have to question how much you're getting again. It's clinically proven that you absorb 450% more CBD with caliper CBD powder compared to tinctures. Tinctures are done. They're, they're done forever. Shut them down. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. Yeah. I uh, just... Caliper CBD is seriously fantastic. Huge supporters of Hard Factor and the Hardo Hive. Caliper CBD comes in affordable 10 and 30 count packs. You can get started for under 20 bucks. Get 20% off your first order when you use promo code FACTOR at tricaliper.com slash FACTOR. Again, that's caliper with a P, C-A-L-I-P-E-R.com slash FACTOR. You can try Caliper CBD risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, they'll give you a full refund, but you will not need that refund. You're going to love it. That's trycaliper.com slash factor. Don't forget promo code factor for 20% off your first order. 
you're gonna like the way you look. Oh yeah, or, or some slogan. We guarantee. Um, hey guys, Mark, Mark could yeah. use like five calipers right yep, now. Yeah, I was just staring, I was <laughs> staring that packet down. Will very jealous. Will you usually just open the packet, pour it on your tongue, and then take a sip yeah, of your be drink? Honest. Don't you? No, no, no. I, I will. I will. I will lie though. I won't lie though. I, do, I normally do just pour it in plain water. I did. I did. Yeah. A, I did a sports drink to to, to be a little bit just more that nice. visual aid. Yeah, right, that was exactly. nice. Well right. done. <laughs> Hey, guys, well, we talked about the post office, but at least we're not Belarus, right? Uh, looks, like, <laughs> looks, like, looks like the citizens of Belarus want to recount on the presidential ele- election and think there was some shenanigans uh, with Lu- Lukashenko's landslide victory. And based oh, on the sheer 80 percent of the vote with like, yeah, uh... I mean. I mean, I don't know. I would say based on the sheer amount of protesters and the fact that Belarus has like only nine million people. No, he probably didn't win 80 percent of the vote um, since there's like 50,000 protesters. Yeah. Four million people protesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, what percentage of people wanted to keep their lives? You know, that's a good question. That- right. Um, it's it's going to unfortunately it might get, you know, that. We'll get to, we'll get to that, Pat. Lukashenko is not happy with the mass protests, as you imagine. You don't. Say. Uh, he's he, they're going on in Minsk, Minsk, and they're called the March of Freedom. He has called the protesters rats uh, and asked for his supporters <laughs> to defend him and to quell the protests. So he is like actively trying to get these rats out. Yeah, of the, to break down genocide of Minsk. for you guys. Yeah, uh, he's when calling when, for civil war. When your leader calls yeah. people rats or roaches, uh, that's early genocide stuff. That's what that is, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if it if, if that's a starting bargaining thing, like a an a animal that people like to kill, that's not good yeah, uh, or yeah. get rid of, you know. Um, Svetlana Tian Tiano Vaskaya nailed it. Mm. Um, she was the opponent of Lukashenko. Uh, remember, she uh, was forced to flee the country for fear of losing her life mm. in last Sunday's presidential election. After yeah. losing, <laughs> and her whole family was already in hiding during the yeah. campaign. She, they couldn't even be there because they were scared they'd get killed. It's crazy. She, she only received 10% of the official vote, but she's saying that uh, her and the protesters are saying they think that she actually received more like 65% of the vote, and that's why they that's why they want another. There's a bit, bit of a gap. They think that's it's why the they exact opposite, basically. Yep. Yeah, that's when you yep. know that your country's um, so. bad, when, when you lose an election and have to flee for, uh, for pretending yeah, yeah. being killed. Uh, she's you're, so you're, she's so ambitious, Fetlana. It's great, isn't it? Uh, this hiding out because yeah. she wants to run. Yeah. She's she's <laughs> saying there's a 55 percent discrepancy from another country where she's uh, you know zooming into uh, tell people this. So she's not, a badass though, sticking through with the election, oh, yeah. hiding. She 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 had to she had to hide the entire campaign just so that they couldn't capture her to get her out of the country. It was. I mean, that's a badass. She's cool. I like her. Yeah, she has a tough cookie. Um, she's not backing down. She wants to recount, and so do the citizens. But um, the, so the bad thing here, back to Pat's point, um, Lukashenko's been on the phone with Vladimir Putin a lot oh, yeah. recently. Buds. And I don't, I don't know if you guys remember. The, yeah. yeah, you guys remember the whole Ukraine uh, annexing of Crimea yeah. and, um, and stuff in 2014. Uh, it's starting to sound like it might be one of those scenarios where – We'll see. Hopefully not. But Putin might send in the Russian military to get the people out of the streets and to kind of take over. And, you know, he's Lukashenko's buddy. He's interesting. So, Lukashenko, yeah. I've read a little bit about his dynamic with Putin. And, like, he tries to retain control of Belarus, but this is, like, his backslide. If he gets in yeah. trouble, he's going to be, like, get, go under Putin's umbrella, it seems like. For sure. Well, Lukashenko is, has been in charge for 26 years, and he's not going to go down quietly. He's going to leverage Putin's... Uh, 
support. So good luck, people. What, what Belarus. do you think the highest hope, uh, election? Hope it's peaceful. Yeah. Hope, hope it works out. What do you think the highest election uh, landslide he's ever given himself was? Do you think he ever gave himself like a 95? Yeah, I'd say based on the tensions, I'd say in the middle of his run of his 26 year run, I think he probably um, was like one percent or less for the opponent. You know, like just like a, <laughs> he's just in the mirror already... practicing, saying it was a landslide, so he can get it right. Yeah. Uh, he's there's the lots that, uh... of tensions. Let's give her 10. <laughs> percent Yeah, he just he's the guy that gets one wrong on the math test when he's cheating. He's like throw him on off. purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. I a lot of people don't know this, but since 1776, bald eagles have been patrolling the skies of our borders to thwart off potential invaders. And in 1935, when radar was invented, the services of the eagles was technically no longer needed, but no one really had the heart to tell the eagles. So to this day, they honor that contract they made with America close to 250 years ago. Uh, and it was figured by the NSA the only trouble they could inflict would be on foreign birds, which is hilarious. Uh, but that was, guys, until the advent of consumer drones, because in what state officials are describing as a brazen attack, a bald eagle recently snatched a $950 drone belonging to the U.S. To, US to the state of Michigan that was being flown to document shoreline erosion damage in the Upper Peninsula. And after a brief tussle, the big bird ripped off one of the propellers of the potential invader, uh, <laughs> forcing the craft to spin and sending it to the bottom of Lake Michigan near uh, oh, Askanaba, yeah. state workers said. I love this. Yeah, I love this. I would love for eagles to start taking drones out left and right. Well, they're this trained is, they're going to do it. To. Yeah, this is great. So they dropped. Uh, and guys, <laughs> some, some are theorizing that the reason for the attack could have been the fact that the letters... E G L E were emblazoned on the side of the drone mm. as an acronym for the Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy Eagles. And energy, I'm sorry. Taunt, taunting the eagle. Right. That was a big mistake. Yeah, eagles are yeah. notoriously sticklers for proper spelling, uh, something they picked up in the 1830s during the first U.S. education reform movement. So perhaps they were enraged by the incorrect spelling of their own species, and that's why they attacked the U.S. property. No one is sure. Uh, but I'm sure of one no, thing. Every, no, everybody's sure about why this happens because the bald eagle is the most badass predator in the sky, and yeah. it's going to defeat drones. Uh, That's true. It's the bald eagle. We might have a problem with AI, but bald eagles will not. I, um, I feel safer that they're up there, whether they're necessary or not. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. They might be obsolete, but that's okay. I just like knowing they're there. Yeah, when the Matrix comes, bald eagles will be the last ones, the last they're fine. Uh, resistance. Yeah. yeah. The AI knows not to even really test the eagles they just avoid yeah so difficult there you have it nice all right uh so guys remember a couple months back uh the pentagon finally acknowledged the existence of a unidentified aerial phenomenon um, yeah yeah do you remember did not that because i think you were in rehab I, when that happened that was no i remember sick. that i was i was that was that was just when i was getting started um <laughs> you know it, it did not mean they uh they acknowledged aliens they just said yeah this this there's some shit in the air we can't explain basically so um, right yeah unidentified uh, flying objects right. but yeah. we don't they know what can go we're not saying there's aliens water, in them yeah water, blah 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 they might be ours we're it's not gonna tell pill. you could be could be a belarusian thing right, right. Yeah. It was so, a smooth pill, a capsule yeah. almost. Exactly. Yeah. The, yeah, maybe we maybe we develop the technology where the plane disappears. <laughs> the country yeah. means beautiful Russia. You caught us. So, um, 
Now they are taking it a step further and are forming a new task force designed to uh, feed us a bunch of bullshit. I mean, uh, try to identify what those sightings actually might be. It's called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force or the UAPTF. Um, or the, the skilled liars. Yep, yep. Just the more more advanced liars. So the, the Department yep. of Defense said the goal of the task force will be to, quote, <laughs> to improve its understanding of and uh, gain insight into the nature and origins of the UAPs. Um, you, you know, so they should throw a, a question mark at the end of that acronym, because if they did, it would kind of be like you up trying to fuck. It's because it's the oh, yeah. U app TF. You up, well, it's oh, also yeah, close. It's, kinda, yeah. it's also close. close to WAP. You up? Yeah. UAP. You up trying to fuck? Just put that out there. <laughs> Let's see if we can get that started. Um, <laughs> so a spokesperson uh, for the Department of Defense said that the task force is not really concerned with aliens, but more about the capabilities of our Earth-based adversaries like China. Uh, quote, uh, the mission of the task force is to detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs that could potentially pose a threat to U.S. Nas- US national security. So um, back in 2017, the New York Times exposed an informal task force um, that was being run. Well, nothing official, but, you know, there, we, the Pentagon was kind of kind of like looking into UFOs and shit. So the Senate Intelligence Committee um, has wanted to regulate a Pentagon UFO program since June. And here you have it. Um, the, Pen- the Pentagon has become increasingly worried about China's spying capabilities using drones and other flying objects. So so that's the cover. Uh, but we all know it's aliens. And now every alien is a Chinese drone. Which means I war with China is imminent. I haven't, been, I haven't been more mad about an acronym change from UFO to UFP since uh, the WWF changed the WWE. Yeah, UAP. I'm not, not as happy cool. with this. It yeah. is upsetting. I, I don't like how this is already becoming not about aliens and about foreign adversaries on Earth. This is not. Come on, Pentagon. I told you. Huh. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna give you a bunch of bullshit when they have to release. This everything everything is going to be China pretty soon, Will. Everything that can't be explained. That's, that's a Chinese this drone. That's not going to be like that, is it really? Uh, I, hear, I hear that in China they're preparing their children to be at war with the USA. Uh, well, that's a, that sounds fun. I know who's yeah. going who's gonna to put an end to this is the bald eagles. If those drones tr- yeah, try to come we get the bald eagles anywhere on the near case. our borders. <laughs> yeah. We need more We need more bald eagles. That's what we, we need. We need breeding. Bald Reagan eagles, was yeah. trying to build that Star Wars program. Who needs that shit when you have fucking an army of bald eagles swarming your if borders? This, yeah, just this, surrounding this, the coasts. No, no, no. Dolphins this and UAP bald eagles. task force is all about China. That's not That's not good. We need to, yeah, what we does need it to, have to do with we China? We need to what shift is, this focus back to, back to the skies. Yeah, yeah the dialogue has already gone to China. Um, this is it could ridiculous. Be a, yeah, so it's, it, it, it's not good. This this is like, do you want to know the horrible truth or do you want to see dingers? It's, do you want to know the horrible truth or do you want to bash China? And if exactly. Like, bash China. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Are you guys coming around yeah. on, like, on, on communism as an evil? Come on. Come on. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No. I know. <laughs> by the way, I, I, I have no part that? in that <laughs> malarkey you, you guys are spilling. Keeps, the commie sympathizing at, at the end of Friday. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not no, in on Pat. that. No, so no one on the show is defending communism. communism. <laughs> Fuck you. Trying to open some right, ideas guys, up in your brains. Stop, I got a pamphlet stop me for you. <laughs> no, thank you. Hey, stop. watch Mr. Jones if you want to see a really good uh, movie about communism recently. It's about Stalin. Stalin. You can find oh, out great. about him he, and how he guy, operated Stalin, yeah. his communist dictatorship. It is frightening. Pat's got a Stalin poster. Can you share, <laughs> can you share your <laughs> ATO password with me? <laughs> 
<clears throat> Stop me if you've heard this one before, guys, but there was a shark attack in Australia. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm surprised it doesn't rain razor blades there. I was watching um, the most dangerous race, the Eco Challenge. You guys see that? It's like the reboot of an old adventure race challenge. It's it. on Amazon Prime. Just mm-hmm. came out um, this weekend, hosted by Bear uh, Grills. And the New Zealand and Australian teams in this international race are like a million times tougher than the other teams. It's not even close. They're um, used to the bush, mate. They are indeed. Anyways, this shark attack started like 95% of the other shark attacks in Australia. A surfer was way the fuck out in the ocean where sharks are. And the lady got bit in the leg by a 10-foot great white because the surfers go so fucking far out and then they get attacked. And they're like, oh, shit. Is it so crazy for them to be packing? Like, is it crazy to have like a pistol on your arm? No, that's not crazy. Or on your your thigh? I don't think that's crazy. Come on. A waterproof pistol. I mean, yeah, or like something like to. to I mean, I mean, well, I think a lot of surfers in Australia have seen sharks. At least, I feel a lot safer uh, knowing I had a firearm, a sidearm with me if I was surfing. We're just, we're just don't a knife surf. or something. Just yeah. don't surf out in Australia, maybe. Or, you know, like, yeah, just don't go in the water in Australia. Is what you need yeah. to do. Um, however, it ended a little different than most of the shark attacks uh, as her husband, the woman who was attacked in the leg, uh, he was surfing with her. And when he saw his wife getting attacked by a shark, instead of swimming away and shouting, better her than me, he uh, sprung to action and attacked the shark, punching it in the face repeatedly Whoa. until it let go of his wife's leg. He then yanked her mangled leg out of the shark's now open and confused mouth, mm. uh, threw her on the board and swam her to shore where she was medevaced out. She had emergency surgery and is now in stable condition. Wow. And that guy's that guy's getting his pillows fluffed for life. Um, Did she lose the leg? There have, uh, I think, part of it. Uh, you know, like the, you have that the calf thing where yeah. it's like concave. Um, there have been four deaths from shark attacks since April in Australia. So maybe take a few plays off, surfers, or be extra cautious. You know, like Pat said, start packing. Um, I don't know. Seems like getting eaten alive by a great white is something to take seriously. But what do I know? I've never experienced that Zen moment when you're catching a rad barrel and you look up and you and you see yeah, God uh, nah. at the perfect. You know, I'm more of an ankle buster, body surfer, stay close to the shore guy. You know, mm-hmm. chest deep for me. Mm-hmm. I've never understood extreme sports at all. I'm just saying uh, after, <laughs> after you shot after you shot a couple of those sharks, they're going to learn their lesson. I mean, word's going to spread pretty quick. If serving, I think that's the thing about the sharks, though. They just don't they don't learn. I think they just keep biting no matter what. Yeah, I don't think they're going to tell their other shark buddies that there's this thing called a gun. They're just going to keep attacking. I still weigh five times to go out in their area or whatever. Well, maybe we shouldn't try it. Maybe we shouldn't try and just keep having things the way that they are. Maybe that's better. No, I mean I'm I'm with you. I like the gusto. Maybe I, we sh- maybe we should have everyone get the same portions of food and money and houses. <laughs> Nobody will abuse it ever. You commie freak. <laughs> it's a good place to start, Mark. <laughs> if I go surfing, I'm going to train a ball an eagle to watch my back guts for damn sure. There you go. That, mm. that, they can see. They have eagle eyes. How many eagles do you think it would take to take out a great white? Oh, ten. You need th- three. You need 10. three. That's strong for the eagle. How I trained are they one to, to go at eyes? One to distract. Well, they're going to get the eyes. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Once once they remove the eyes, you oh, don't need that you're many. you're saying it only goes for the eyes. Perhaps. Well, the yeah. shark will drown with when it's blinded, for sure. Is that true? I don't think that's true. I think that. Oh, yeah. They literally, oh, yeah. They literally, that shark. That shark's going <laughs> to drown. They literally friend. swim while they're asleep. I, I don't think they, they're going to drown after you poke their eyes out. Uh, it just gets more watch. violent. <laughs> watch. Breathe, they won't be able to watch, but you watch. Yeah, yeah they, they'll have a tough time. <laughs>
Atlanta officials held a press conference last week to show off what could be, guys, the largest heroin bust in Georgia history. 46-year-old Atlanta resident Antonio Deshaun Daniels, also known as Freckle Face Sean, uh, was taken into custody after authorities began tracking his relationship with a Mexican drug cartel roughly two years ago. Sorry, Freckle Face. You're going to be... Not a very tough nickname. Yeah, Freckle Face Sean! <laughs> it's, it's, like a, Sean. it's an ironic thing, you know? It's like Little yeah. John. No, I think he had right. freckles on his face. Yeah, you think he didn't? But he's, like, but he's like, but he's like one of the world's biggest heroin dealers. You know, yeah, like maybe that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, like it's ironic. Still, slit your, still slit your throat. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah you're right, Pat. You're right, Pat. He definitely had freckles. But yeah. it's, no, it's like you're going like like baby face, like somebody goes. Right. Oh, no, will face. it doesn't work that way? No it's, one looks at your face. It's like you know what, man, you got no freckles. I'm going to call you a freckle face, Sean. No, I'm saying it's like baby face. I misspoke about the ironic. You know, some interesting things about Sean is he's the number one heroin dealer in America. He's killed 30 men, but he also has webbed toes. So we're going to call him webbed toe Sean. (laughs) Right. Webbed toe Sean. Exactly. It's like a demeaning thing. But then he's a murderous gangster. Well, we don't know if he's a murderer, but he's definitely a gangster, guys. Well, if he's the biggest heroin dealer, he's definitely a murderer by uh, default. Oh, I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the authorities said, quote, the quantity of drugs, money, and firearms allegedly controlled by Daniels highlights the scale of heroin and cocaine trafficked into this community by local drug dealers with high level ties to international drug trafficking organizations. That was U.S. Attorney Byung, uh, J. B.J. Pack. Uh, B.J. Yeah. Uh, Daniels allegedly used these ties to flood the district with drugs and reap financial benefits. We will not tolerate the destruction of lives throughout the scourge of the drug trade. Yeah, uh, see, murderous, murderous. It, yeah, that makes sense, guys. In total, mm-hmm. I was wrong. Okay, and communism also is is when in when in practice doesn't work. In total, officials say <laughs> they see. Dude, you would have thrived back in the opium trade days. Oh, like, bro, come on, you would have just been on cloud nine in opium den. Well, what what this dude Ooh, communism the opium. What are you talking mm. about? I, everything. What can go? What can go wrong? <laughs> Apparently, guys, this dude uh, or this amount of heroin was such a massive amount. It would be like it would be like a mega bust in New York City. So the officials are really, Jesus. really completely surprised that this. They, they were like, we didn't think that there was this much of a market in Georgia for heroin. In total, guys, it was 170 kilos of heroin. That's a lot. Whoa. Uh, ten ten kilos of cocaine, eight kilos of marijuana. And over one million dollars in cash Whoa. and forty-one firearms. So big old. Bus. Where was this guy's house? Was it like a factory or was it that? His he house? had a Atlanta. studio apartment it, in Atlanta. It was in a studio apartment. What? Yep. He could just wall-to-wall drugs in there. I guess so. Well, I mean, a kilo's not big. It's this big. So I mean, it's like right. a red box. Yeah, because ah. heroin's just the most uh, money dense, right? Of those, I believe so. But you said a bunch of weed that like stunk to high hell. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure the neighbors knew. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, eight eight kilos of. of, of Pretty sure I live next to the Stinky. biggest drug yeah. dealer in Atlanta. It's a lot, yeah. but good for them. Good for the DEA over there. Freckleface, we'll call him. Right. Fuck heroin. It's like a Dick Tracy character. Um, Freckleface John. Yeah. Oh, Freckleface. Yeah. <laughs> you know he drives a Lamborghini. Let's call him Freckleface Sean. <laughs> what approachable. Like a, Nice, yeah, like, not a freckle on his, on his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, pop, boom, uh, guys. Is Adam China Sandler doing your lightning rounds there. I don't know. 
I'm just making noise. <laughs> Guys, China is starting a nationwide campaign to stop food waste. Uh, apparently, the waste problem has grown to a level that is shocking and distressing, according to Supreme Leader Xi. So he is uh, trying to do something. Also known as right American back. levels so, of food waste. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So he's trying to, to do so something about it. Enforce strict rules on everybody. <laughs> yeah. This, what they're trying to do to people is fucked he's up. A dictator, so he's man. Uh, no he's, way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to control a few people. So he's trying to do something about it. Um, only one restaurant in central China took the campaign a little too far for customers, asking them to weigh themselves on two scales they placed outside their beef restaurant in the city of uh, Shangsha and then plugged that information. They wanted people to weigh themselves and plugged that information into an app that mm. would suggest how much they should order. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Also on the outside were two signs greeting diners that read, uh, be thrifty and diligent, promote empty plates and operation empty plate. I guess that's what they're calling it. So, Ooh, you know what this means? They're having a financial difficulties. This is a, yeah. this is like a depression era type deal. They used to do that well, back in the 30s in America. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they could be with the practice of communism. It's, it's flawless. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Food for everyone. Um, yeah. It's you could have as pandemic. much as you need. But take less, because. All right. So apparently, because well, it's uh, wasteful. It's wasteful. That's the only reason why. Definitely the only reason why is they it's don't wasteful. have enough. Right. Yeah. So apparently, asking someone to weigh themselves is just universally offensive because hashtags mm. involving the uh, restaurant get over three hundred million views on the Chinese social media slash propaganda platform uh, Weibo or Weibo. Weibo. Um, along with this particular incident, the Wuhan Catering Industry Association, I'm sure they're a great establishment, is Jesus, urging. Not, not what you want to hear. Not what you want to hear right yeah, now. Right. Bat Soup Incorporated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're catering in, in Wuhan. Um, they're urging restaurants in the city to limit the number of dishes served to diners. So they're asking diners to order one less dish than the number of diners. So one guy just doesn't get a plate. Oh, um, Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, state TV is now also criticizing anyone seen filming themselves eating large amounts of food. Um, oh, Pongzai is screwed. Pongzai is so screwed. Yeah. yeah He'll so be fine. They're cracking down on uh, on the. He's a star. Yeah. He, he's, ex- he's exempt from this. Pongzai is a star. Anyway, Dude, one person at dinner doesn't get a plate. Right. You go out with six people, five people order, and one guy just sits there and like begs people for bites off their plate. Right. Hopes they're gonna they're gonna share. Um, Well, they should. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but it puts you in such an awkward position. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You're absolutely getting less if you're the guy that uh, that doesn't get the plate. Oh yeah, that's the most communist demand ever. All all the shitty portions. (laughs) They will give you. They are your. They are your comrades. Your brothers. They will give you some of their food. Like, there's no guarantee. No. <laughs> now, when you that one, they're weighing you and asking you to order just how much you weigh. So the, the, they, they want you to order the precise amount that you're able to eat and then order one less dish. Do you think they tell you like, so no. skinny people get less? Yeah. 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 Skinny people are expected to you're eat. Like, less. I want two extra sides of egg rolls. They're like, no, you're only fat enough for one extra side. Why wouldn't Sorry. you just wear like a fat suit or like ankle weights or something? Where, like, That's you know, taking dinner pretty seriously there, Mark. 
It's a good idea. Well, I mean, if you're skinny and you only get like three beans, that's not cool. <laughs> that's not cool. You're gonna stay skinny forever. Too skinny. This is what they're doing before they just start starving people. Basically, they're giving them a chance to regulate yeah, themselves, is, not, and then the real hardcore shit no. happens. Yeah, it's, pretty soon it's gonna be one person out of six gets the plate. You pretty, know, yeah. of, yeah. this is a slippery slope. What's going on? Maybe right. I should, yeah, they're, maybe the M16s start are coming. In my ideas about communism, I don't know yet. I'm on the fence. I'm fenced. <laughs> well, yeah, you should reconsider a little bit. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for Hard Factor. I hope you guys had a good weekend. Uh, we got some interviews coming up this week that we're going to be uh, broadcasting. Uh, first one comes out Tuesday. Pretty interesting interview. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. What else we got in the works, boys? Ooh. I mean, we got interviews coming up uh, just all over the place. Let's see. We got but we got like multiple each week for the next couple of weeks. Uh, but word out. We are still having more trouble booking Democrats than we are Republicans. So if We're you trying. are a listener, if we, we are, are trying, trying, we are trying desperately. So if you are a listener and you work for a Democratic campaign and you'd like to have us talk to one of your candidates, please get out and in touch with us. We've got a lot of big Republican guests coming up this week, but it is today is the start of the DNC. We are trying to keep it somewhat balanced on the guest list leading up to November. So we're just having trouble getting Democrats to book with us. So if you, uh, you know, want us to talk to somebody that, that you're in a sphere with, please hit us up. Yeah. Yeah. Well Absolutely. said. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Tune into uh, radio this week. Um, and uh, most importantly, have a great fucking day. Yeah. No, say goodbye. goodbye. Say goodbye. Bye. Okay. Get out of here. That's a little rough, right? Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future.